Well, probably some maybe like with Frank and Georgia back there who've heard me preach for a little bit longer time than other people in this uh, in this chapel have. They'll they'll know that I say something this, this thing that I repeat over and over again. So if there's one thing that you'll remember that Father Tedeschi preaches is something that I, I kind of say quite a bit, and uh, I used to feel guilty for saying it a lot because it was sort of too repetitive in my mind, but I think it's actually kind of important, and that is that the greatest evil, it's very important, very, very important for us to understand, the greatest evil is not suffering, but sin, okay, because sin separates us from our greatest good, which is God, all right, so suffering is not the greatest evil, sin is the greatest evil, because it alienates us from the source of our true happiness, and uh, we see a little bit of this idea that that oh, oh suffering's the worst thing ever, you know, and that's very easy for us to fall into that mindset. Very easy for us to fall into that mindset. Okay, suffering's the greatest thing ever. Okay, and we see a little bit of that mindset with the the Pharisees, who in this case are being friendly towards Jesus. Actually, it's interesting uh, in a certain sense they're being friendly, and so they see that Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem, and they know. Okay, they know that the Sadducees and probably there's other Pharisees and other kind of Jewish leaders are really have it out for him, and he's probably going to meet his death if he if he ends up in Jerusalem. And they see that he's headed that way, and so they warn him, "Oh, don't go down there." Okay, Herod, you know he wants your head on a platter. Okay, so be careful. Don't 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 go down to Jerusalem. And Jesus is, has a lot of courage, and he says basically, "Tell the guy to." to jump off, uh, take a flying leap, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to do what I've been called to do, okay, and I'm going to end up in Jerusalem, and I realize that I'm going to get killed, okay, because that's how prophets end up, they go to Jerusalem and they get killed, (laughs) so he's really accepting the inevitability of his passion, and he's not afraid of it, okay, because he knows the important thing is doing God's will, and uh, also Paul in our first reading uh, it talks about what will separate us from the love of God. Persecution, affliction, sword, suffering. These things can't separate us from the love of God. The only thing that can separate us from the love of God is sin. Okay, And uh, Jesus loves us so much that what he did is he took his suffering and he took human suffering and he used it to destroy the one thing that separates us from God, and that is sin. Because it's through Christ's suffering that the atonement was made and that a path was reopened for us to be reunited and joined to God. It's very, very important to get that. We see in our... in our. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a, a novel that I just listened to, an audio book. And it was written in 1906 uh, by a priest. It's very interesting. The guy actually was an Anglican uh, priest who was the son of the Bishop of uh, Canterbury, which is the head see for the Anglican Church. Okay, so it was a real big deal. Uh, and actually, his name escapes me right now. I'm having a mental block, so I can't think of the man's name. But anyways, he converted to Catholicism, and it was a big scandal and everything amongst the English at that time. Uh, and he was a very great um, literary light, and so he wrote a number of fictional novels. One of the fictional novels he wrote was in 1906, and he wrote what's called a dystopia, which is instead of uh, conceiving of this ideal uh, civilization in the future, he would imagine the future and consider and, and imagine a dystopia, meaning like an anti-utopia, a place that was not so good. All right, and usually the whole genre of dystopias 
1984, George Orwell's 1984 is a classic example of a dystopia, and Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, and uh, all of these other different books. And the idea here is you take certain trends that are current right now, and you say, okay, let's kind of imagine them playing out in history to their logical ends, and imagine what the world would look like, okay, given that. So it's really a critique of contemporary you know, dystopias are a critique of contemporary problems in society. And uh, he envisions this futuristic society uh, that holds um, euthanasia in great esteem. Euthanasia is the answer to everything. And so there's one character in the book, she has a very sad end. She starts to realize that this kind of ideal state that everybody was kind of dreaming would come into existence is really not coming into existence and she can't handle the fact that the kind of these human ideologies are hollow and she doesn't have the alternative of religion in her life and so she doesn't know where to turn and she falls into this deep 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 depression and she goes to the state sanctioned official euthanasia unit and she opts for euthanasia because she's suffering internally psychologically right and isn't it very strange that we have this fundamental um, tension in our society right now where, I mean, I, I have counseled people who are suicidal and many psychologists and ministers of all stripes encounter this. And uh, the, the, the thing that is gripping them is that they can't stand the suffering that they're going through. Okay, so it's not that they want to kill themselves. It's not, they don't really want to kill themselves, but... They want the suffering to come to an end. That's what it is. And so one of the things that you're told, you're, you gotta reassure them. What you're experiencing right now will, won't go on always, because that's how they feel. They feel like the suffering that they experience, the psychological anguish that they are in, in the grips of, will just continue on forever. That's the kind of delusion that they're in. And so they think that the only way to solve that is to take their own life. So we throw huge amounts of money into suicide hotlines and we try to convince people who are suffering psychologically not to take their lives. But yet at the same time, we've got this movement afoot that says, hey, you know, if you're suffering physically, you could take your life. Physician, and we'll help you. Physician-assisted suicide. Right? Isn't that a strange contradiction? Okay, and one of those two things has got to go. Okay, either we've got to give up trying to help people not kill themselves when they want to because of their psychological system, or we got to give up helping people kill themselves when they're going through physical suffering towards the end of their life. One of those two things has got to go. And we pray and we hope and we have confidence that it's the physician-assisted suicide that's that's got to give. But the error in, in both of these approaches to suffering is to conceive of suffering as the greatest evil. It's not the greatest evil, okay? Greatest evil is being separated from God. And uh, we have eternal souls, and we're not just mere, we're animals, but we're rational animals. We have souls. We're endowed with immortal souls. So if you have a cat or a dog and it's suffering, you can put it down, (laughs) okay? Because... When a cat and a dog, they don't have free will. They can't choose to embrace their suffering for a higher purpose. Okay? They're just animals. But that's not us. We're not animals. All right? And we can choose to embrace our suffering as a means of atonement for our sins and for the sins of others, as a means of bringing ourselves into union with the Savior. 
who suffered so that all of our sins could be forgiven and that that path to eternal good to that is God would be reopened for us all. All right? So with Fido, okay, or, or Pussy or whoever it is, okay, <laughs> you know, it's probably an act of mercy to, to put him down. But that's not, no, it's not an act of mercy to do that with a human being. It's a sin. And that's the greatest evil that you can, that you can do. So my brothers and sisters, let's be courageous like Jesus Christ and not fear the passion, the suffering that will inevitably be ours as human beings and especially as Christians called to conform our lives to Christ's life. Let's, you know, tell the person who says, oh, you should be afraid, you should be afraid, say, like Jesus said to the Pharisees, go take a flying leap. All right? I'm going to embrace this suffering and I'm thereby going to be united to my supreme good, which is God through Jesus Christ.